Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Boom. And there it is. Wireless on the most reliable network nationwide. That's cool. But with my wireless, I get unlimited for just 30 bucks. Impressive. But does yours have 5G included? Of course. And my wireless saves me 400 bucks a year. <clears throat> That's because you all have Xfinity Mobile with your internet. It's wireless so good, it keeps one-upping itself. $30 per line per month. Taxes and fees extra. Compares pricing of top carriers. Xfinity internet required. Reduced speeds up to 20 gigabits of usage per line. Most reliable based on root metrics. U.S. report. Results vary. Not an endorsement. Hey, Bird Gang. This is your boy, former Cardinal Jeremy Bridges. Tune into the number one podcast on the web. My show, JBNB Review, right here on KSRN Arizona. And first down, and here is Murray. Murray went to his way. First down, touchdown, Cardinals. Boy, is he special. I'm going to 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Ooh, wouldn't you know it? It's the first episode during the regular season of the improbable. Some called it the impossible, but damn it, it's happening. Uh. 2020 NFL season, and it is the JB and Benny Blue Review Podcast for your listening pleasure. Follow us at JB and Benny Blue, jbandbennyblurreview.com for all past episodes, content, and merch. New hog talk coming this week, answering some questions. And JB's going to break down some uh, clips from these past couple weeks to see uh, where these sets went right and where they went uh, wrong for some of his right. faithful in the O-line hog trenches. So make sure to stick Young around hog. for that. Young hogs. Yeah, we're on all streaming platforms. Subscribe and like to our YouTube channel. We are growing that with more content. And all that good stuff. Savage picks coming on IG Live um, tomorrow. First and foremost, we got to salute our guy, uh, a dear, dear friend of the podcast, special boxing correspondent, the ultimate savage. Happy ultimate birthday, savage. Our guy, Kevin Robinson. And uh, yeah. to celebrate, yeah. make sure, as JB knows, to check out his new book, The G Code. He's been working on that book for many. I've been friends with Kev for a decade plus. And he's been working on that book for many years. It's finally out. It's on Amazon, you know, all book streaming services that you got the audio book too, if you want to listen to it. It's good life game, especially being a man in these dark, twisted, fucked up times. Get the mm. game to stay solid. Pick up the G code. We're going to include that information here in our show notes as well. And you, of course, you saw that on our Twitter at JB. <laughs> I'm back in LA. JB's in the desert looking like he manages somebody from Rockefeller Records in his clean, <laughs> fresh Yankee fitted. You know what I'm saying? How are you feeling, sir? What do you, you know, what are you seeing out in these sports streets? What, what's, how do you feel? How do you feel now that we're back in the, in the swing of things? And we got, we had a lot of shit happening at once, sports wise. There's a lot of shit happening. A lot of things going on. I feel great, man. It's just good to be able to turn the TV on and turn the sports, sports, unlimited sports. It's great. Right? It's phenomenal. I love it. I'm, I'm ecstatic. Uh, I predicted it. All right. New NFL be back. I told you guys it'd be weird for the first five or six weeks, and it's gonna be. We're gonna, those fans are gonna trickle into those stands here pretty soon, and then before you know it, we'll be right back to where we were. Maybe not full hundred percent, but at about sixty-five to seventy percent of what we're used to, with fans being in attendance and sports teams doing their thing. We got NBA playoffs going on. We got the Denver Nuggets facing the LA uh, uh, Lakers. Uh, the old Clippers got eliminated. <laughs> Ooh, tricked it off. <laughs> Shout out to Marcellus Wiley, man, our guy, friend of the podcast. 
Vinny, uh, I told you a while back, right? I said it on our podcast. I said the only team that was going to win a championship in the greater LA area was going to be the Lakers, right? Told you that, right? I told you, I told you, I told you. I just knew it, man. I, to me, a weird, 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 horrible, horrible, weird feeling about the Clippers. They remind me a lot of the Atlanta Falcons, right? And, uh, and what I say about that is the Atlanta Falcons are loaded with talent. I just give you real, Julio Jones. You know what I'm saying? Now they got, um, they got Todd Gurley over there. Matt Ryan's not a stout quarterback. The defense got a lot of no-name guys on it, but I mean, they're, you know, they're a talented team. They always go to the playoffs, never succeed. Right? So I get the same vibes from the Clippers. Right? I knew that. I was like, you know, I just don't see Kawhi's still not an alpha to me. Right? And then Paul George has never really been considered to me, to me personally, that just elite basketball player. Like, you know, he, yeah. he's a star. But he's just not that elite basketball player. And it's like, now who's going to take the reins? Right? <laughs> who's going to be the motherfucking, who's going to be the man? Like, who, who's going to be that guy? And neither one of them really wanted to step up to the plate and say, hey, mm. let's, let's, let's win these last two. Yeah, Denver Series, but I'm Kawhi Leonard, you Paul George. Man, let's, let's go and take this thing over. Now, right. They both right. kind of peels it off into the background. Next thing you know, Denver Nuggets have beat them and headed to the Western Conference Finals where they're facing again the Lakers right now. Down 2-0. But, I mean, it's kind of to be expected with uh, when you're playing the Monsters from uh, <laughs> Space Jam. <laughs> That's basically what they are. Right? So, NBA basketball going on. We know it's cracking. Miami, shout out to them, man. Shout out to Eric Spolstra and, and Jimmy Buck is in the squad, man. You talking about a hard-playing basketball team. They fight, fight, claw, fight to the end, and it's gotten them to the Eastern Conference Finals. Boston. The more talented team, down 2-1 right now. Boston just, I don't know what to say, Benny. Boston going Boston? I don't know what to say, you know. They had to get the big three to win a championship, you know, when the last time they did win it. And I don't know, man. Boston going Boston. Seems like there's only one, well, for a long time, there was only one dominant sports team in Boston. That was the Patriots. Um, You know, the Soxies, Soxies had their little thing for a little minute back in the day, but yeah, Boston is, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I, I don't really see them beating Miami. I, I think Miami would have to have another off night for them to go down, uh, to put up for, for Boston to tie it up 2-2. So we'll see what happens. I think, um, today's Tuesday. I'm almost certain that Miami plays Wednesday or, and then Lakers play Thursday or vice versa. So. Well, Lake, we'll Lakers play tonight. Okay, okay, yeah. so Lakers play tonight. And then, yeah, so that's right. I knew one of them had a day off. So the Celtics and the Heat had a day off. So they play tomorrow, the Lakers and the Nuggets play tonight. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So and we say tonight is the 21st of September 2020 in the year of our Lord, right? So yeah. that's what we're talking about. That's what we're recording the show right now. All right, so yeah, you know, a lot of things going on in the news, Benny. Sports, uh, one of the largest things going on, I think, you know what I'm saying? One of the biggest things, and anybody overlooking it, everybody's kind of like, wow, is, our guy, friend of the podcast, the greatest sports personality ever in sports. I don't care what nobody said. And no no sport excluded. All right? Wrestling has some great personalities. Deion Sanders, right? Probably the greatest sports personality ever. Right? Think about if Deion Sanders would have been what he playing in the day and age of Stone Cold and the Rock and so on and so forth, where 
like he was in his prime and social media was really budding and booming. Like, man, prime time. <laughs> Still to this day, everybody knows prime time. So, man's 53 years old. Has recently taken the head coaching job at the Jackson State University. All right, that's in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, the JSU Tigers and HBCU. College in the SWAC division of football. All right, uh, which is a big thing, Benny. It's a really big deal, right? Um, there's a lot of lineage and a lot of history down there in Jackson State. Uh, I'm almost, I want to go out on a limb and say they have four Hall of Famers in the Pro Football Hall mm-hmm. of Fame that played at, at Jackson State University. Um, big time coach. Uh, he's, he's a historic, uh, one of the older coaches is super historic. Uh, but of course, they gave us one of the greatest running backs that ever played the game in the NFL, uh, Walter Sweetness Payton. And it's awesome for just HBCU in general, right? The notoriety and the press. And all these things that Dion and his big personality are going to bring to Jackson State University, which in turn is going to trickle down and is going to help other SWAC schools, even I'll say in better areas, right? Because yeah. Jackson, Mississippi, let's be real, Jackson, Mississippi is not the most desirable place in the world to go, right? Crime rate is crazy. Uh, the streets in the city is not taken care of very well. And I mean, the outskirts of it is some very nice areas outside of Jackson, Pearl and Madison. Uh, so yeah, you got that Byram, but in Jackson, where Jackson State is, in the heart of Jackson, the city of Jackson, uh, it's some work to be done. And I call them Pastor Prime, <laughs> along yeah. with Coach Prime. Yeah. Uh, says that, that, that they're going to get to work over there in Jackson, Mississippi, and they're going to try to enrich the community. And of course, recruit big time players to come play at Jackson State to regain that greatness. And shout out to them and congratulations to the Jackson State Tigers. And man, Prime, who wanted to be a head coach in college uh, for quite a while. And you know, we, we know, we know there was a situation where he was kind of vying for that, the job out of Florida State. And of course, they chose the guy that they chose. And we'll see how that goes here in the near future. But shout out to Primetime, his family, big time move. Shout out to again, Jackson State University, the city of Mississippi. I mean, the state of Mississippi. And man, big time, big time. Uh, some notables, yeah. right? On his coaching staff, Warren Sapp, the D line coach, right? <laughs> Terrell Owens is a receiver coach, right? And then a few other names that if I named you, probably wouldn't know. Them. So, uh, but yeah, it makes me wonder, Benny. Right, you know me, right? I know Deion Sanders is a great coach because he's been coaching for quite a while, right? He's been the head coach of the high school. He's coached all of his sons, and he's current was currently coaching his youngest son, who plays quarterback uh, for I forget the name of the school. Is it uh, Tristan or Trinity a High School out in Texas, mm-hmm. uh, in the outskirts of Dallas? Uh, and so, but Terrell Owens. Warren Sapp, right? Two phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal football players, both Hall of Famers, right? Are they coaches though, right? Are these personalities going to clash in the coaching realm, right? One thing to be in a locker room with somebody and play with them. Another thing to right. be in a coaching room which is substantially smaller. And you guys have to come to, to agreement to make plans to, to develop success. And, and successful, a successful culture and to have success on those Saturdays or whatever respective day they right. play on. It's going to be interesting to see. Like, it really is. When I saw that, I was like, hmm, okay. Right. All right. I don't know if that would have been my move of choice, but I know why he's doing it. He's getting names so that 
kids see names in recruiting, they're gonna be like, "Well, I'm gonna go play receiver at Jackson State because T.O. is the coach. Yep. Go play D line at, 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 at Jackson State because Warren Sapp is the coach. Are they good coaches? Yet to be seen. Right. Yeah, and I mean, it's funny you call you call them Pastor Prime. In this case, he might be Politician Prime because mm-hmm. if you think about it, what he's doing to use a biblical phrase, he's kind of the sacrificial lamb because right. obviously for decades and generations. Players of color have been going to the to the big programs because you know whether it was the you know scholarships or let's be real them 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 money bags that's where they've been going to take their talents. Now what Prime is doing, like you said, he's trying to make it cool and fashionable for black players to go to institutions built for them, and but he's the first one out the gate to do it. Nobody else is really. Maybe other people have attempted it. We don't even know behind the scenes because it didn't get any right. press. But Prime is the first person of note to actually do it. So he's the, he's the perfect figurehead for running the program. That's what I think we talked about it when he was vying for the job with Florida State. Cause right. I don't look at, I don't look at Prime as like an X's and O's coach. I know he can coach positions. I know he can get a team of, of men together, but I don't look at him as like him like drawing up a bunch of amazing plays. Not saying he can't right. do that. That's just not how I view him. And like you said, when you bring in the flashy names like T.O., like Warren Sapp, a couple other people, that's more that's more of like he's in his first year. All the players there aren't his guys. He needs to get a marketing campaign going to say, listen, I know you were thinking about going to Mississippi State or Ole Miss or, you know, unfortunately, Southern Miss to the top. Why don't you come here to Jackson State? Because, yeah, it's in the swag. You're not competing at that same level technically. But we're building something here, and we have the route and the connections to get you in the league. So I think it's actually gonna. I think it's actually gonna work well for him to recruit players that have more of a mind to get to the league. And I think that Prime is gonna do well with the JUCO and the transfer portal kids. I think exactly. he's gonna get a lot of those type yeah. of kids to his program. Yeah, I, re- I read an article earlier, Benny, uh, and it stated something along those lines that Deion Sanders is attacking. Juco ranks. I mean, right there, just right there in his, in the area that he's in, he has Colin down the street. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it's just, I mean, so many Juco's that are in the area. The MCC, let's work. The MCC, that's in school, but that's a little higher up the, the up, up, up the highway of Mississippi, but still, you know, it's, it's right there within a four hour drive. And yeah, so that's going to happen. That's going to happen fast. Like, that's going to be easy success, fast success. You know what I'm saying? Paying that 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 investment is going to pay dividends really fast. Now you're going to get some guys there. Can we get them to do what we need them to do on Saturday? Right. So as you have to be saying, shout out to Prime. It's amazing. It's awesome. It's great. Again, like I said, for the state of Mississippi, for Jackson State University, for SWAC, because there are going to be others to follow first and believe. Right. They're going to get names from their schools and guys out there that are probably coaching and been coaching high school forever, offering them jobs and, and they bring their name back to that respective university. Then that name does great things and it's going to be a great build up. And I think that's awesome because, you know, a lot of these guys that are four star athletes, right, that do the whole Juco thing that don't want to leave home or, or, or just, you know, saying need more development or whatever. Right, they have a great opportunity to go to a school and learn from some of the best. Right, and like you said, it is a school that is made for my brothers and sisters. You know what I'm saying? So it'd be awesome for them young brothers to be able to go somewhere where they're gonna get taken care of. I had this. I had an incident when I was coming out 
meeting with uh, one of my coaches, our defensive coordinator, and uh, he didn't want me to go to a quote unquote white university because he was like, well, well them white folk ain't gonna take care of you, yada, yada, yada. But I told him, I said, I'm too big for the swag. Those are my exact words. No knock against the swag, you know what I'm saying? Because there are plenty of great players that came out of the swag. But me personally, I worked too hard to not go to a Division One university. I got recruited by too many schools. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, I, so lucky Southern Miss, I chose them, you know what I'm saying, to fall through because they they had everything I needed at that time and for me to be able to stay close to my pops and my family. Like, so, yeah, I, I know how it goes. And, I, and, and like, it, it's just... It's just getting better and better. The exposure avenues are, are wide open. They're four or five lanes now. Back when I was coming out, it was, you know, two-lane road, one way to up. Right. You're, so, on, you're on ESPN 8, the Ocho, watching Swag right. games. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, so now with, with, with the, the social media and all the streaming sites and so on and so forth, these scouts are going to be able to see these kids in abundance. And I'm sure Deion Sanders is going to develop some kind of way for the Swag itself to have – Combine, or you know, some have a pro day for those those cats that went to HBCU, especially if they didn't get invited to the combine. You know, exactly. Yeah, because I mean, look, it's going to be he. Just, like I was saying a second ago, he's the first one through the door. There's a lot of work to be done to get them on that national prominence. So. You know, there's going to be position coaches and former players who see the success of Jackson State. They are going to get hired as the head at other programs. Right. Listen, my, my bold prediction is that within the next 20 years, there will be a collection of HBCU teams. I know they have different conferences. My prediction is that within the next 20 years, they will be considered on the level of a Power 5 conference. Not every black player is going to go to an HBCU. That's just the reality of the situation. Oh, no, 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 but, no. They, the reality is they, because of the nature of the, like you said, the stepping stone, you said it yourself, 19, what, 1998, you're not going to fucking swack school when you're a division one recruit. You're just not going to do it because you right. want to be seen. You're trying, you, you know, you have the talent to go to the next level beyond that. So now once Dion gets to these first couple years, he's going to get his recruiting up because right now the cats there are cats who quite frankly, if they played Bama would get dusted the fuck out. But uh, yeah, when uh, he get when he gets the might, might be a hundred might be a hundred or nothing. Yeah, like yeah, like a hundred piece for real. So what, but when he gets actual talent that can run his system, then you're going to see the competition. And Prime has enough influence to go pick up the phone and call Nick Saban, call Davo, call some of these guys, and get them. They'll they'll play FCS schools even mm-hmm. if it's a week one matchup. He can right. get on their schedule. Right, so of course, know what time it is. By the way, Coach Bridges, before we move on, I don't know if you saw this. I think you did. And uh, and as always, our followers are good about hitting the like, hitting the retweet. Coach Prime said he was looking for dogs at position coaches. And uh, as always, I'm known to put in your bid for O-line coach. So the question is, if Prime hits you in the DM, are you packing up your shit in the desert and going to Jackson State? I would have to pray about it. I'm being real. <laughs> I'm being real. You're like I just, live here. Like I'm from Mississippi. I'm like I don't know. Just bingo. Just because it's I'm like me from Michigan, Mississippi. I'm like, yeah. Just because I'm from Mississippi, and I'm like I don't know if I want to go back to Mississippi. I, I just, I just don't. You know, whatever. But if, you know, I'll pray about it. If it's something that's gonna be, you know, if it's something that's on me, hell yeah, I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm wherever I go, it don't matter where I go. My office line, you know what I'm saying? So. 
I love to, you know, say an opportunity to go down there. But you know, it, I mean, it would, and it would be a great starting coach opportunity. You know, what I'm saying for me to get my resume thicker and actually be be considered a college coach. You know, what I'm saying like, so yeah, you know, if I if I prayed about it and, and, and you know, like you know, God called me, you know, what I'm saying one eight hundred collect like he did prime. You know, what I'm saying and, and, and be like, thou shalt go to Jacktown, right, and coach the O line, then. We out. <laughs> right. 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 And who knows? You could be running these. You could be the head man at one of these HBCUs that's turning into a power program if that were the case. That could, that could be the uh, the step up. Hey. You know the way who in, knows? baby. Who, who knows? You know what I'm saying? No man know. No man right. knows. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, I'll tell you what we do know, goddammit. NFL's back. It's been, it, w- it was weird and surreal to get started. It's crazy. To, it, I honestly kind of like it to have NBA happen at the same time. That's weird. Obviously, most folks don't. I don't think, I don't think it clicks in most folks that NBA should be long over by now, but it's kind of mm-hmm. cool that we're getting it at the same time along with other sports. And, uh, damn it. Uh, let's get into it with our 2020 NFL season week one and week two savage. Recap. Cue the music. First and foremost, JB, we'd be remiss if we didn't go over the standings in our For the People NFL.com. Oh, 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 we are at the bottom of our division. Oh, and two. Uh, at the top of our division, we got Five Fingers Equal Slap and the All About the Bleeds podcast. And in the Savages division, we got Base AZ and Bridges Brigade. At two and oh. By the way, who is Bridges Brigade? I'm like looking at this. It has that, your- that's that's also uh, part of the All About the Birds. That's that's my man Nick. Uh, not oh. Nick. Is it not Nick? Is it Nick? Who, which one is it? The city of my jersey. I always get him confused, man. He, he, he's he, he's paying tribute to you, is what you're saying? Yeah. So okay. my man, uh, where is Johnny? Johnny, Johnny yeah, Johnny Nick. U. Well, he's doing something yeah. right. He's two and oh. Johnny, my, my man Johnny U. Balling, you know what I'm saying? Hold down. The Bridges Brigade. <laughs> yep. We out here. Yep. And and speaking of fantasy and how it relates to the actual game, JB, got to tell you, I mean, I don't know. I mean, every year the, it's the injury bug. You can't escape it. But, I mean, Saquon Barkley, Joey Bosa, Paris Campbell, fucking Christian McCaffrey's banged up. Drew Locke is out for the year. I mean mm. – what do you what do you make of this happening this early? Do you do you attribute it to the weird off season and no pre and no preseason, or do you think it's just it is what it is with injuries? You know, it's a little bit of both. Because I, I, no man know the time of the day injury is going to happen. None of them. Well, the only thing like Bosa got bent the fuck up. Like that was you know he just got his ass balled up and you know, to a piece of paper, right? And that's unfortunate. Uh, Shaquan Barkley was one of those freak things because if you look at the play it happened on. He actually tore it before he even got hit or contacted. When he made a plant, you see his leg do some weird shit. And people, I know people, because people ask me, like, man, how the hell you, you heard of ACL? You that strong? This man box squat 600 pounds. I was like, look, man, that ligament ain't but so thick. And put in a bad situation, like, who knows? You know what I'm saying? No man, like I said, no man know the time of the day. So you can chalk it up to... It's just football, man. It's just football. It's, it's unfortunate. And there's ain't no season went by where we can be like, oh man, it's been a great season. There ain't been no injuries. That's not true. That's not, that's not even like, you know what I'm saying? Reasonable or, or you know, that's not it. You're going to have these injuries. You're going to have them. Usually they happen early in the season. So, I mean, we're, we're getting the same shit. But of course, I say it all the time that 
football is like boxing in a sense where boxers to get ready for a fight, they spar. Right? Football players to get ready for football, we practice three days out of the week. We have training camp, you get beat up, battered, bruised, learn to give hits, learn to take hits, or you know, reminded of how to get here to take hits. So they've missed that because a lot of teams weren't hitting. A couple teams got to practice against other teams during the quote unquote training camp. I mean, but you never know. You never know because it's like a couple guys got hurt, notable guys got hurt. It's a bunch of guys that ain't notable that ain't getting hurt. The motherfuckers out there just going ham and, and, and the sport goes on. Plain and simple, bottom line, point blank period, the sport goes on. Right? You, had, you had that in basketball. When the NBA started back, you had a lot of guys limping off the court, you know what I'm saying? The first five or six, seven to ten games they were playing, popping off the court with, you know, ankle boo-boos and knee boo-boos and because they're just not accustomed to, you know what I'm saying, that live action is different, right? In practice, you, you try to simulate as much as you can a live atmosphere, but you can't do that because the game is what the game is, man. That's any any sport. Well, yeah, I mean, you're, you're definitely right about that. It's, it's going to happen when it's going to happen, and you're right. I think – I mean, like they say, you, you got you to gotta go full speed in the way they limit stuff in practice to begin with. And then the fact that you're not getting the reps in the preseason. I mean, Saquon's unfortunately, is like you said, he tore it non-contact. And that just happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater, yep. his career was fucked up for several seasons until he got right. finally to the point where he's a starter again from a non-contact injury. So right. it's, it's what happens with, with these ligaments. Now, take a look at the standings. And, of course, we got to go in. Uh, starting with the Bird Gang. In the NFC West, the Cards, the Rams, and the Hawks are all 2-0. and And I got to tell you, I mean, the Cards have been shot out of a cannon. I mean, Kyler Murray is – Kyler Murray's really making some tight throws along the sidelines, mm-hmm. finding different receivers. The O-line play is much improved, and the D-line's getting a surge. I mean, shit, the Cards are top five in, in sacks right now. So w- from two – from two weeks' time, what what have you what are the what are the good and bad that you've seen from the Boyd gang? Uh, the, I'll start with the bad. The bad is Vance Joseph, our defensive coordinator. He puts us in fucked up positions when he doesn't need to, calls defenses that shouldn't be called at the wrong time. Uh, I recall one play when we, during the game last week uh, when we beat the Washington football team. He called a corner blitz with Patrick Peterson, who was our best cover corner. Why would you do that on a play where they almost took it to the crib on this big catch and the receiver almost broke the tackle from our safety? It couldn't have changed the flow of the game. Like, he, his decision making is bad to me. Cliff's play calling is getting better, right? It's getting better because at times he would call plays and he'd be like, why the hell did you do that? You just put us in a fucked up situation. So, little man is, 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 he's playing at a level now. He's a, he's getting on up there level wise, you know what I'm saying? As far as like being the, one of the elite quarterbacks in our league, uh, he's finally said, you know what? I really got to turn this loose and play the sport the way I know how to play it. Last year, he didn't run as much to me, and so you take that threat away from the, from from opposing defenses. You take that threat away when they're like, oh, he ain't gonna take off running, or he's not gonna do it as often, so we're not gonna really sweat him. See now. In the last two games, we have had design runs for Little Man. Mm-hmm. Right? He's getting around that corner. You can barely see him. And he, yeah, he's he, in the end zone. His goddamn legs. Like, it's hilarious. You know, and then he wears those white socks. So it's just like, I'm telling you, it's like straight Super Mario Brothers shit. So just all three phases, man, playing super hard. Like, and that's, that's one thing I can say. I mean, they're playing hard. They're playing together. 
this is a second year team, a sophomore team, a sophomore here, the coach who has really bought into shit. They bought into it. Like with these, with the coaches are selling, they bought into it. Defensive line is doing so well because my man Brisson Buckner is back. D line coach, he's a monster. And, you know, he coached Calais, he coached Doc back in the day, you know what I'm saying, when they were having success. Uh, he went away with the Raiders last year, but they rehired him, smartly rehired him. And you see how how aggressive our defensive line is now, just how aggressive the Raiders' defensive line was last year because of that man the coach. And then the offensive line is getting better. And I'm not going to say that they've arrived, but they're getting much better. The attitude, to me, has changed. They're not a bunch of, I mean, they just, like, the last couple of years, they just look soft. Right, and I know these guys aren't soft. These guys are grown men. You know what I'm saying? Like Sneezy's a tough guy. Like you know what I'm saying? Uh, AQ Shipley, he's not there anymore. But Mason Cole, young tough guy. You know what I'm saying? We got uh, Beecham. He's who's a vet. You know what I'm saying? Like that was a great uh, addition to our offensive line. DJ Humphries is still suspect to me, but he's getting better. So yeah, just a lot of pluses. And I think that. I told everybody before the season started, it was going to be how the West was won. Like, we, the West is the toughest division in football. Get it. Like, there's nothing else to talk about. Nobody wants to play the NFC West. Even San Francisco 49ers, uh, hurt San Francisco 49ers team. Nobody wants to play them. All right? Don't nobody want to fuck around the West. We, we got shit on lock right now. And I mean, that not, that's not to discredit any other team. A lot of other teams are doing their thing and, and they're, they're, they're balling and looking good. But man, the West is crazy right now. Yeah, and speaking of which, you led me to the next point. Uh, speaking of, of the depth of that division, let's be honest, Dr. Bridges, you were cutting a bit of a promo on the Rams before the season started. I get it. There's going to be some bias there. You were saying that people have figured out Sean McVay, all that stuff. Well, they're playing some pretty good ball. They are top five in, in total yards, and they are, I mean, shit, they're, they're doing well in other areas too. I mean, they're, they're number three in, in rushing right now, which is kind of a surprise considering they got rid of Todd Gurley. So what have you seen? What have you seen from the Rams and why do you think that they're having success thus far? Attack, 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 attack. That's their mindset. Attack, attack, attack. They never, they never play back. Right. And, I, and that's one thing I credit to Sean McVay. Like, you know, I never, Never discredited him as his talent. You know what I'm saying? I just think he, I think he called the same five or six players all the time. He, he did the last couple of years. That's why his ass got, got figured out. Mm-hmm. So he has to find a new way to be successful or he ain't have his goddamn job. Right. So when I was saying that, not, not the backpedal in any kind of way, I'm speaking on the team that I saw the last couple of years. If right. that's what they would continue to be, then that's what the, they would have been 0 2 right now. I promise you. So they had to change that way. It's, uh, they did some real good things uh, when it came to running the ball, and I appreciate that. But they did that to take pressure off of the guy, right? The quarterback, the man behind the center, Jared Goff. They had to do that because he's not that dude that just wants pressure, right? He's folded last year, last year, end of the season, mid-season, toward the end of the season. He started folding under pressure. A good coach sees that and is like, you know what? Let's get this run game stronger. So they can do the thing that they love to do, and that's play action, right? When him and Shanahan are motherfucking, like, fucking twins, right? They love that play action. They want to run the ball so they can run that play action and get the big chunk play. So, yeah, I mean, you see what's happening, right? They're playing good ball, and that shit, that's, that's a great, great for them. Can they keep it up, right? Can McVay continue to change and can continue to add to his offense to make things different or look different so they can continue to have success, Right. Do they have enough depth in their receiver spot 
They just paid Woods. Uh, the cat, uh, what's his name? Higby, the tight end, mm-hmm. uh, had a hell of a day this past weekend. Uh, the kid, uh, the rookie running back, doing phenomenal things. Do they have enough depth to continue up this, this, you know what I'm saying? This high speed offense is, we gonna see, right? Uh, Seattle, Russell Wilson is throwing the ball 30 plus times a game, right? Something he ain't really did since he's been in the NFL. And what I think, Benny, is that they're trying to make a push for him to win the MVP, right? Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah. Quietly. Yeah. Quietly and without saying anything, without saying a word, they're making their case. They're laying their, they're, they're laying their campaign out for him to be the MVP because he's never even got considered an MVP votes, which I think is fucking ludicrous. But here's what it is, right? Again, the West, right? The West. Mean and nasty, right? Attack. Yeah. You playing, you're going to play some really fast football teams on the West and it's attack, attack, attack. I think that's all, all three of us from the Rams uh, to us to, 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 to Seattle. You're looking at teams that are going to attack you and, and not going to keep taking their foot off the gas. So you better have your mind right when you come to the West or you're going to get embarrassed. Right. And it's funny, you, you mentioned with the Seahawks, how you kind of mentioned with the Bergang O-line. They're kind of another line that's kind of that's kind of lacking on certain talent, but you could tell right. their attitude has elevated as well. Because, I mean, that's where Russell struggled last year was getting the, you know, the yeah. you know he's a master of moving the pocket. We understand that. But right. getting the actual protection that he needs to – Run, you know, run plays as designed. Hey, shout out to DK Metcalf because he's getting us some fantasy points. So, uh, we appreciate it. Um, yeah, 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 soft spots. Yes, indeed. Yep. Catch, and catch Chris Carson ball. getting open. And then, you know, Russell dropping it in the bucket. Chris Carson getting some, you know, getting some, getting some play out there in the field, not, not just the carry. So the West is, is a tough division. Um, all right, look, let's get it over with now. Reviewers, I know you're waiting. Oh, Benny's going to cut a promo on the Lions. Here comes the bullshit. They're 0 2. I understand that Patricia won nine games in total and Jim Caldwell went nine and seven and took him to the playoffs, but he got fired. I get all that part. Everything you could possibly say, I get. I don't think he's the guy for the job. They already have all, they have all the talent. It's not a talent issue. They're loaded with talent on both sides of the ball. It's an identity issue. When you come out on the first play of the second half and Aaron Jones runs the ball through the middle of the fucking line, on the first play from scrimmage and take it to the house like a high school game, that's not talent. That's a you were put in the wrong position. That's a coaching thing. So right. I'm not here to debate anybody about Matt, fat-ass Matt Patricia and all all that bullshit. I have a theory yeah. to throw at JB, actually, because you mentioned, you. it's funny, you were talking about the Clippers and the Falcons. I have, a few, I have a theory, JB, that the Falcons and the Lions are now officially the 2020 fucking NFL Spider-Man meme Pointing at each other and shit <laughs> because they're both loaded <laughs> with talent. They have a they have a defensive minded coach who right. is running the ship, who's on the hot seat, and they cannot fucking close games late. Am I on right, something right. with this theory? You are you are dead ass right now. They say in New York, you know, say so you are yep. dead ass, dead ass beat, dead you ass it? son. Okay, yeah, it's Sorry, real. You're, you're real. I mean, I, I I can't even argue with you, bro. Right? I mean, yeah. but but again, you know what? This is the thing, Benny. Right, and King and Drake tweeted something earlier today. Uh, woke up to feeling two and zero or some shit. He said, and I, I basically said, you know, congratulations, but keep your head down and keep working. Right, fucking accolade. You know what I'm saying? You win a game, you should expect to win a game. You learn from that win, just like you learn from the loss, and it's on to the next game. The next game of the season, the biggest game of the season is the next game of the season. Right, true. As a coach, I'm always gonna preach that to my players. 
the biggest game of the season is the next game of the season, right? So every game that we play has to be the fucking Super Bowl. So, you know, we got y'all coming up and y'all coming out here. Yes, it's it's back yeah, there. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, you were supposed to, yeah, you were yeah, supposed to fans come. Fans or no out fans? Here. Are there fans of the Red uh, Sea? No, not not this game. Uh, oh. Next home game will be. So, okay. But yeah, you, I remember now because you were supposed to come out for the game, you know, before the whole running situation, so on and so forth. So Benny's supposed to be in, in Phoenix right now, right? Yep. But, uh, so, I mean, again, it's you got to it's every any given Sunday, man. The realest cliche ever, right? It's real because any Sunday you can play, you can fall victim. Right, I mean, look, I mean, shit, just, just look at teams that ain't supposed to beat teams and, and like Jacksonville surprising the shit out of people, right? You know what I'm saying? And so you look like, man, but it's real. Any given fucking Sunday, anytime you step on that field, you got to play to win. If you don't, then you're going to get fucking embarrassed. So and I, I feel like that about my bird game. I don't want them to get too high because we're 2-0. That's great. You know what I'm saying? We struggled in, in certain aspects of the game. We worked our ass off. We fought our ass off to get those W's. Continue to do that. Keep that attitude up, and I think that we got a coaching staff that's hungry, and that can, can that can that can keep those guys' minds right. We got veteran guys on the team, Fitz, Pat P, Chandler Jones. You know, so we got guys that are are gonna make sure that guys stay humble, right? And that's all I want. That's all I need. Stay hungry and humble, right? We're gonna be just fine. So, uh, and, I, and and again, I think Benny, and I've said it to my guy I work out with, my partner Cook, like. What we're watching right now in the first four games, we are actually seeing the preseason the way we want to see the preseason. We're seeing the preseason with starters playing, right? Because that's exactly what we're going through right now. Teams are trying to figure themselves out. Teams are trying to see yeah. how physical they could be. Teams are trying to see what works, what's not going to work. Really, who's going to really handle that business in live action? Because you really ain't had a chance to see that, right? The preseason kind of gives you that little that little first look. But now we're getting it for the first four games. And you want to talk about some physical football, Benny? That Raiders game last night yep. against the Saints. Well, hey, when I tell you that they look like the old school bully your ass, black hole, scary dude at the top of the motherfucking thing, all right, in, in Oakland with the fucking Legion of Doom spike shoulder pads on Raiders. Yeah, they, they look mean, aggressive. They look like the fucking Raiders and the Saints look like they were just like, what the fuck have we gotten ourselves into? Drew Brees looked old and decrepit. Um, Trying to push the ball down the field, look, look, look yeah, man, this shit just looked bad, yeah. Right? And, and that's not taking nothing away from the Raiders, but Drew just did not look good, and the Raiders looked awesome, and Carr made great throws, and you know, even though I think Ryan Clark on Twitter was trying to say that he, he, uh, he's like, oh no, I ain't gonna make a big play, I just take the sack. And I re- replied, I was like, well, you made a little play to beat the Saints ass with a little aha gift. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you can say what you want to say about old Carr. He, he played a hell of a game. I don't think he threw an interception the whole game, right? The defense got after, uh, Breeze, stopped the run to a certain extent enough. Kamara got off, did his thing with the, he's going to do that, right? So it, it's, it's the preseason, man. We watching. We trying to see what's going on. If we'd have had a preseason, then I think that the Saints' approach would have been kind of different because they just saw that Drew Brees is really declining. You know what I'm saying? Like really declining, and that offense would be would be more run in it and more short play action pass or over the middle play action pass oriented, like a LA Rams or a San Francisco 49ers team. So you see in the preseason right now, and so we don't know what 
the second quarter of the season is going to bring, right? Because some teams are going to figure themselves out this week, right? So teams that right now, since the teams with 0-2, we like writing them off. Like, oh, yeah, no, y'all 0-2, fuck. Everybody writing them off. Shit, what's going to happen in the next four games? You know what I'm saying? Again, like I said, what if they figure themselves out Sunday, right? <laughs> and then next thing you know, they're a different team going forward because it's the fucking preseason, right? So I'm not going to get too high. I, I, I like the way my team looks aggressive-wise. I like the fact that they're aggressive. I love them. I love the fact that they're playing hard. I love the fact that our defenders are coming up hitting. And everybody's competing. Little man is really coming into his own. We got Hop, Hop doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? Fitch ain't even got loose yet. Christian Kirk ain't even got loose yet. Like, we, we got weapons of mass destruction. You know what I'm saying? We just ain't even hit them yet. So, motherfuckers got to pack a lunch fucking with us. Moving forward. I just need to stay hungry and, 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 and humble with guys. Yeah, and I mean, with the Raiders, Josh Jacobs top five in rushing right now. It seems like it seems like they are getting more playmakers involved. Because I mean, I think that's I think that's what Carr was missing. He just he just needed some options. Because I don't think anybody right. is expecting Carr to really extend plays and, and thread the needle and, and kind of get a play downfield when he needs it, like a Rodgers or somebody or Russell Wilson, someone of, the, of that right. caliber. But when he has all these different weapons and they can run some creative sets. To me, that's kind of where I was kind of wrong about the Raiders because I feel like now that Gruden way, it's setting it's setting in a little bit. As you said, will people figure them out? You know, we'll see. And I mean, to the, to the Saints side, Michael Thomas wasn't there. He wasn't finding Emmanuel Sanders, so all that that right. shit made him look especially old. Um, but right. the Saints could come on. The Saints could start to to you know come on late and, and figure it out as well, especially if they stay healthy and other right. teams don't. So you know, we'll see. But folks, uh, stick around for us and check us out tomorrow on Instagram at JB and Benny Blue. That is where we are doing uh, Savage Picks. We're going to be doing that for week three. And uh, that's it. Mr. Dr. Jeremiah Bridges. Well, before, before we go, bro, before, oh. before we go, we got to we gotta talk about our, our our week one and week two picks, man. You know what I'm saying? We can't, we can't leave the people out on that. Right? That's what we're, we're going to do on, on Instagram Live. We got to give them a teaser, baby. That's Is that what we're going to do on Instagram Live? Oh, okay. I got yeah, you. Yeah, you know, we got to, you know, we got to, got to, got to give them breadcrumbs, you know? Okay. Yeah. I got you. I, yeah, yeah. But, hey, look, I, I just work here. <laughs> yeah, man. You're a 50 50 partner, damn it. And we're going to give the people guy. everything that they need on Instagram Live because we want to make sure you guys are fucking with us on this because we like to be able to, to fuck with you guys in real time. You can drop in the comments who your picks are. You can really engage with us while we're making the picks and then we can recap them on these episodes. So, Dr. Bridges, any final thoughts for the reviewers before we get on up out of here? Hey, spread love. Register to vote uh, so we can get motherfucking pumpkin spice latte to fuck up out of office. All right. Perverted motherfucking daughter kissing. <laughs> With a daughter smooching. 14 year old bitch fucking disgusting motherfucker out of office, right? And like I said, I ain't saying Joe Biden no better, but at least he's qualified to run a fucking country, unlike this fucking douchebag that all you silly motherfuckers decided to put on. All right, so other than that, man, uh, again, spread love, U N I T Y. Shout to Queen Latifah. You know what I'm saying? We need more love in the world. Uh, spread it. Spread it like fucking mustard, right? Spread it like mustard. Yeah. More viewers, you know we love you. Uh, so please tap in with us. JB and BandleReview.com are on all streaming platforms. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure to check out all the great content on there. And we are on all social media platforms at JB and Benny Blue. And that's it. This has been the JB and Benny Blue Review Podcast. 
And until next time, we out. Peace. Yeah. Reviewers, what's good? It's your man, Benny Blue. And damn it, we've been locked up in this quarantine for months. So wouldn't it be about time to get a new shirt or hoodie or any piece of merch just in time for football season? Well, you can at our friends at TrendsCollab.com. TrendsCollab.com is the official maker of all things JB and Benny Blue Review merch. You can get a t-shirt, hoodie, hat, mug, urinal cake, whatever your heart desires, plus a bunch of other dope theme shirts like the damn Gina Classic and other shirts that you can get made to order. And if you're an influencer, you can touch base with them to get your own custom merch. That's right, Trends Collab does it all. Guess what? Free shipping on orders of $50 or more. Just use the promo code free shipping at checkout. Check out our friends, trendscollab.com, and follow them at trendscollab. Trendscollab.com, the official merch provider for the JB and Benny Blue Review podcast. <sighs> Monday. Just became Mondays. Mondays just got more exciting. Powerball now draws three days a week. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player claim. <sighs> Mondays. Just became Mondays. Mondays just got more exciting. Powerball now draws three days a week. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player claim. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.